This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So, you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So, whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Are you a stubborn person? Does your wife call you stubborn often? Or do other people call you stubborn? If the answer to any one of these three questions is yes, you're likely a stubborn person. So let's take some time and unpack stubbornness and how it impacts your marriage. You are listening to the Husband Coaches Corner, the podcast designed to teach husbands how to love their wife each and every day and become better men in the process. I'm your host, Chris Scott, and welcome back to another episode. Hey, welcome back to another episode and the final episode of Becoming a Selfless Husband series. Now, if you didn't catch the first three, just go to whatever podcasting platform that you're listening to this on. Or if you're on YouTube, you can go over to the YouTube channel, uh, The Husband Coach, and you can catch all three of the previous episodes. It really matters because those three are what we're going to be really focusing on today in relationship to stubbornness. Now, if you have caught those last three episodes, and I'll just remind you really quickly, the first one was immaturity. Are you mature enough for marriage or are you not? The second one was time choices or the priority of where you spend or invest your time. And then the last one was insensitivity. Are you sensitive to the things that cause your wife to feel overwhelmed or are you insensitive and you just don't care? Now, as you can see, all three of those things, when we relate this to stubbornness, if you are a stubborn person, you probably aren't going to do much to change in either of those areas. And so that's why we're going to unpack stubbornness today and just talk through that. So the question I'll pose to you today is, what do you know for sure that you're just wrong about? All right. Think about that. Pause the episode if you have to, but I really want you to lean in and think about that. All right. And the reason I want you to think about that is because it's going to give you the contrast of good stubbornness and bad stubbornness. Now, in this episode, we're going to be focusing primarily on the negative or the bad version of stubbornness. But if you are thinking about something and you know that I I just don't want to change, but you know that you should change, then that's the bad stubbornness. Now, the good kind of stubbornness, if you know that you are really, really bad Uh, tempered when you have a few alcoholic beverages and you say, you know what, I'm done drinking. I'm not going to drink. And everyone keeps trying to get you to drink, but you're stubborn to the point that you say, no, I'm not even going to go out with you guys. If you're going to keep trying to get me to drink, that's a good type of stubbornness, right? Because you're using it to build positive things in your life, as opposed to a negative stubbornness where you're like, I don't want to change, even though you know, you need to change. All right. Those are the differences, but again, today we're going to focus on the negative type of stubbornness. 
So I realize I've been saying stubbornness a lot in this episode and have not defined it. So what is stubbornness? It's really just people unwilling to be persuaded because they have a sense of feeling that they're right without proof of their rightness or their correctness. Now, that's not a Webster definition. I didn't look that up. I'm just trying to get everyone on the same sheet of music. When I say stubbornness, this is what I'm thinking of. All right. So if you're a husband where you just are being or you're unwilling to be persuaded in changing or uh, improving yourself for the greater good of your marriage, then this is the negative stubbornness that we want to address, especially when we're comparing that to insensitivity, your priorities of where you spend your time and your maturity level in marriage. If you identify that you are immature and you say, you know what, I don't feel like growing, then that's a bad type of stubbornness because it's ultimately not going to improve your marriage. And the whole goal of this episode and every other episode that I produce out there is to help you grow and develop a better relationship with your wife. All right. There's a reason why the catchphrase of this podcast is find a way to love your wife every day. Now, one of the parts that I don't say as often is and becoming a better man in the process. The reason why I don't really throw that in there, but it's almost an implied task, right? That we become better men while we find ways to love our wife every single day. This isn't like a once in a blue moon thing. Like every day you should find a way to love your wife. Now, I digress from that. We'll come back to stubbornness, but I just wanted to define that a little bit. Now, stubborn people, they like to hold on to their ideas and beliefs way too tight. Look, life is very, very short. And if you are going to hold on to your stubborn beliefs, uh, specifically in your marriage, and you're not going to let those things go, then don't waste your time trying to hear what I have to say if you have already made it up in your mind and you're just trying to look for some super catchy, persuasive thing that I'm going to have for you uh, to better your marriage. Because, look, I'm not that smart and I'm not that good in the in the in the sense of persuasion. Right. I can help you grow. I can help coach you. I can help you build a more uh, committed relationship with your wife. But I probably will not persuade you any more than you have already convinced yourself that you're going to grow your marriage. Now, I can give you techniques after you've made that decision that you want to grow your marriage, and I can help you in that regard. But if you haven't made that decision, then this podcast really isn't going to help you. Now, I do want to let you know that if you turn off this podcast and you say, you know what, I don't want to grow in my marriage, then you have made a decision that your marriage is not a priority to you. All right. So if that's the case, then at least you you've identified that for yourself and you can take the actions that you feel are necessary. However, if you are listening to this podcast and you're looking for ways of growing and overcoming your stubbornness, then I got you. All right. Uh, But you really do have to be willing to let go of your own ideas, beliefs and opinions on things uh, because 
that's the first step to growing out of your stubbornness. Now, the root cause is really pride, right? Uh, we are prideful. Most men, we have our pride and we do not want that pride to be jeopardized. I feel you on this. Truly, I do. However, our pride, it just, we have to let it go. All right. Especially if we want to love our wives in a way that is going to resonate with her and build a very committed relationship, we have to let our pride go. Now, there's two sub reasons to our pride, right? The first one, we could be seeking a reward. And the second one, we want to avoid pain. Now, when I say that we're stubborn because we're seeking a reward, it's more, think like a child, right? This goes back to that immaturity uh, mindset. If a child doesn't get their way, then they cross their arms, they pout, they get upset, they stump, they fall out all over the floor, whatever the case may be, right? Uh, they're stubborn. They don't want to change. The same thing happens in our marriage. Our wife says, hey, you don't spend enough time with me. We want to go do something else. We become stubborn, right? That's where those time priorities come into play. Or our wife says, we don't spend enough time talking to her about the things that really matter to her, or we never pick up on the things that are overwhelming her. And you come up with a defense on why you can't and you don't want to change. That's another form of stubbornness because of your... uh you, you're just being stubborn, right? I guess that's not so much stubborn for the reward. Other than the fact that maybe your reward that you're seeking in that case is don't try to change me. I'm not going to change woman, right? Now, the other side, which I think this is where most husbands uh, spend their time. I could be wrong. Let me know in the comment section below or send me an email uh, if if you can relate to this. But where I think most husbands spend their stubbornness is in this avoidance of pain. And that's mostly because we're holding on to our belief of, well, if I do this, then I'm going to be less of a man or my friends are going to make fun of me. Right. Uh, and there, I, I actually was listening to an audiobook book uh, about thinking your way to success. Uh, and it says that when you get older, you start to look back on all of the things that you regret that you never took the opportunity to do because you were so afraid of the outcome. And that fear was what others would think of you or how others would think of you. Let me be clear. If you want to be successful in your marriage, you have to get other people's thoughts other than your wife, like what other people think of you, you got to get that out of your mind. It doesn't matter if your friends make fun of you. They're not married to you. And most of them most likely will not be there if you go through a divorce or they're going through their own misery. Look, I could go down the list. Moral of the story. If you're concerned about what your friends think about you, if you have to do certain things and then you go back and you try to hold firm to that with your wife, you're not going to build your marriage. And this is where I think a lot of men, they they just, they trip, right? Uh, so we're going to unpack that a little bit. But it's also a level of discomfort. 
it's not comfortable embracing our feelings sometimes. Now, there's also some other reasons that you could have uh, that are impacting your stubbornness, right? You could have the fear of being wrong uh, or ruining your own reputation. Again, that's going back with the friends, but like, I don't like to be wrong in front of my wife. There's some things that I'm stubborn about, uh, and I know this about myself, just because I don't want to be wrong in front of my wife. Now, there's also hostility towards the other person. You could be hostile towards your wife and not even realize it. Maybe your wife did something that you resent her for. So now you're stubborn in the regard of she wants you to do something and you're like, no, I will not do this. Right. That's the immaturity side of you. And that's also the insensitive side of you. Right. If we're going to go back to the the last three episodes and if you're stubborn in those two areas, it's probably something that, especially if it's something where you're resenting your wife because something happened earlier in the marriage or in your relationship. This is probably a place where you need a third party to come in and, you know, work with you. So reach out to a church friend uh, or I'm sorry, reach out to your church. If you go to church, find a neutral friend that just wants to have the best interest of your marriage or go to a, a licensed counselor. Or you can get into a uh, one-on-one coaching session with me where, you know, I just hear what you guys are going through and uh, I will help the best way that I can. But um, to be clear, I'm not a counselor. I'm a coach. I'll help you overcome some challenges uh, through drills and, and techniques and things of that sort and maybe help you see things a little bit different. But if you are being stubborn because you resent your wife for something, then that's something you really do need to uh, overcome. Now, in all of my research about uh, stubbornness, (laughs) I came across the donkey. And, you know, many people talk about the donkey, but the symbol of stubbornness is the donkey. Um, And I won't say, you know, the word, but if you are being seen as the donkey, just know that you're being seen as a jerk if you are overly stubborn. And the the so what to this is if you are being seen as the jerk in your marriage, what type of meaningful relationship are you really building and fostering? Now, I get it. There are some women who they'll say that's attractive. Uh, that has its limits, right? It has its limits. Uh, and that may not be something that you want to encourage. So I'll leave it at that just because I know that there are some marriages out there where that becomes a little bit more uh, pronounced. And and your wife may really find that as a, uh, a deep, loving feature uh, or quality that you have. So why should we address stubbornness in our marriage? Outside of the reasons that I gave you, I'll give you them in a little bit more concise and succinct manner. First, not addressing this, it impacts your marriage in a negative way uh, because you start to drive a wedge between you and your wife. You start to drive a wedge between you and your wife. Now, if the marriage is like this and it's because there's a problem, right? Right. Now, as you start to work on those problems, guess what? 
you start to come closer and closer and closer and closer, and then you build that bond, right? However, stubbornness does this with a problem. When you have a problem and you're stubborn and you don't want to fix it, you start to go like this and like this and like this and further and further away. Now, if you're listening to this on audio, uh, just imagine driving uh, your your relationship further and further apart from one another, and it's just not beneficial, all right? The goal that you want to do, or the goal is to come closer with one another. That's why we have to address stubbornness in our own behavior, so that way we can improve our marriage. Now, if it goes unchecked, this is going to lead to misery, either for both of you or for one or the other, right? Because every action has a reaction. Doesn't matter what you what you believe, this is just a law of physics. Every action has a reaction. So if your action is stubbornness, then your wife's reaction is going to be something uh, geared towards rebuttaling or counteracting your stubbornness, all right? Uh, And moral of the story, it can lead to a very fertile ground for affairs and uh, deeper relationship issues. So addressing stubbornness is a must if you want to grow in a meaningful relationship, all right? Now, how do we overcome this negative aspect of stubbornness? Well, it's actually fairly simple, right? First one, you got to give up your uh, beliefs, thoughts, opinions, set them aside, right? I'm not going to tell you to just throw them out because that would be, that would be irresponsible of me. Here's what I will tell you to do. Put them on hold, put them aside, put them in a box, be open to hearing about yourself and then identifying and trying a way to overcome these issues, right? Uh, You don't need to be right about everything. If I can free you up on anything, like one of the most freeing things in my marriage is that I don't have to be right about everything. That allows me to be human. That allows me to be vulnerable. And that allows me to connect with my wife in a way because when I'm wrong and she's right about something, I can humble myself and be like, oh, yeah, that w- you were right. But if I always have to be right, the second I'm wrong, man, think about like how much pressure it is to always having to be right. We're not machines. We're human. We're not always right. In fact, most of the time we're wrong and we just don't want to admit it because we're stubborn that we're wrong. See, that's how that works. All right. So the first step is just uh, allowing yourself to exchange being right for being open. Okay, that's the first step. Now, if you listen to the first three episodes, uh, you may have been confronted with some things that made you feel uncomfortable and you were just being stubborn because you're like, no, Chris, I don't agree with you. And that's okay. You don't have to agree with me 
at first. However, I want you to examine why you don't agree with me. Do you disagree because it's going to push you past your comfort zone? Or do you disagree because that is just not a factual statement? Now, both of these can be true, right? Because uh, for your relationship, maybe it what I stated there is not a thing. It's not factual. But a majority of you probably ran into a disagreement or an issue just like anything else in life because you have a opinion or a belief that you are unwilling to let go and it's going to lead you into a very uncomfortable situation. Now, this is driving me into the second way of overcoming You have to be willing to go into those uncomfortable situations or or, uh, areas, right? Being comfortable means that you're just going to stay in your own stubborn mindset. That's not going to help you to grow. But if you make changes, at least, you know, making uh, changes for 7 to 14 days, all right? I'm not saying that... You have to blindly trust on this and and just go unending. Seven to 14 days gives you enough data of making changes for yourself to see if what I'm suggesting in uh, this episode and any other episode, if it's going to be beneficial for your relationship. After seven to 14 days, I want you to reflect on it. If it's going good, then, hey, great. Now you have a choice to make at that 14th day or 15th day, whatever. You can say, do I want to keep going because this is good? Or do I want to stop? Or do I want to modify this in some way? And that way, you know, you can see if this is actually working for you or not. Or if there's a better way that you can make this work better for you. That's up to you. Now, if at the 14th day you come up and you realize like, man, this is not working for me. My relationship is not getting better. I'm not changing, whatever the case may be. I want you to stop for a second and ask these three questions. So the first one, uh, or ask these series of questions because there's a few of them. The first one, did I really put in the work? Did I think this was actually possible or did I doubt the outcomes? Those two kind of go together, right? Did I put in the work? Did I put in the effort? Did I actually think that I could do this? Or did I just keep telling myself like, nope, I'm not going to do it? Because if that's the case for that 7 to 14 day period, you really weren't putting in the effort that's necessary to get good feedback and and true uh, data to make a decision on if this is good or not. All right. Then the second one is what specifically didn't work or why am I classifying this as bad? Now, this is where you want to put in detail. Why didn't I become more sensitive towards my wife? Was she just upset? Was I upset? Was I not really paying attention? Whatever the case may be, I want you to be specific. Like on Friday, June, whatever, you know, put in the date. This is what happened, all right? I want you to be specific. 
And then I want you to write down what you could have done better the next time you try this. What could you do better the next time you try this? And then the last one, this is where it really matters, right? Will I try this again? Will I try to change whatever this thing was again? Because now you're, you're beyond your stubbornness and you're actually starting to open up to uh, changing. And this goes with anything, even outside of the three uh, previous episodes. How can I or am I going to do this again? If you answer why or if you're going to do this again, uh, yes or no, that's a personal decision. If the answer is yes, which I hope it is, then great. You're good to go. Now, if the answer is no, then you should really pay attention to why you're saying no. Because if you're saying no, uh, just because you don't like it or you don't feel like doing it, then that's different because you're making a decision that your marriage isn't a priority or this aspect of, of your self-development isn't a priority. But if you say yes, now you are equipped with what didn't specifically work and how you could do things better. And hopefully you changed your mindset if, if you identify that your mindset was, this is stupid, I'm not going to be able to do this. Hopefully you change your mindset to, this is possible I can do this and I'm going to put in the work and then you attack it or you approach it from a different uh, standpoint, right? You're reframing the problem or reframing your, your game plan, if you will. Now, I said a whole lot in this episode, but here's the deal. There's only so much that you can do on your own. Now, if you're trying a lot of these tips, tricks, and techniques that I'm offering, and you're just not seeing any improvement in your relationship, it warrants probably getting a second set of eyes or just talking through whatever your game plan is with someone else. Now, I do offer one-on-one coaching. You can sign up for that over on my website at marriagedrills.com, but if you're like, you know what, I don't want to pay for that. I don't want to pay for coaching. Then I've always said that you should have a mentor or a friend that you can always go to any time of the day that has the best interest of your relationship in mind and unpack these episodes with that individual because, and and this needs to be a man, right? Uh, preferably a man that's married, but unpack this with him and say, hey, look, here's what I'm going through. Here's what I need help with. Because he's going to be able to help you unpack this a lot deeper. So two options. You can go over to marriagedrills.com and sign up for a one-on-one session with me where I will help you unpack whatever it is that you're going through. Or you can go to a mentor. So with that, I want you to go and find a way to love your wife every day day. Peace.